There is more going on than you know. There are unseen universal forces at work. The law of attraction is just one universal law that plays a part in shaping your reality. But there's so much more to know. If you knew how to engage all the universal forces, you could deliberately create the life of your dreams. Joshua, a group of non-physical teachers, explains the laws of the universe and how the mechanisms of physical reality actually work. They are channeled by Gary Temple Bodley, and each week, Gary and a group of students discuss how they are affecting and enhancing their lives every single day. This is the expansion of the Law of Attraction. This is the teachings of Joshua Roundtable. We're thrilled you're here. Hi, everyone. Before we start this exciting episode today, I just want to tell you a little bit more about Joshua's Unlimited Abundance Bootcamp. We have now been doing three boot camps. We're getting ready for our fourth one coming up in July. And it is unquestionably the most life-changing thing I've ever witnessed or been a part of. I'm now going to be taking my fifth boot camp. This boot camp was channeled in December of 2018. We had the first boot camp on January 4th. The second one started January or February 7th. And the third one started in April. The fourth one is starting July 8th, and you have a chance to get in on this now. Simply send me an email to joshuateachings at gmail.com, and I will send you some information, and we'll have a conversation about it. You can talk to me directly about this, as well as any other previous bootcamp member. There's been about 50 who have gone through, and every single one of them has had some kind of life-changing experience as a result of the bootcamp. It is unlike anything you've ever seen before. It's a eight-week intensive course that we take together as a group. We go into it during week one. Everyone has a coach. There's reading material. There's homework. There's assignments to do every week. We have coaching calls. We have special Joshua Lives. And it all culminates in an eight-week intensive kind of process. It takes you from wherever you are now vibrationally, and it moves you step-by-step, week-by-week, to a completely new idea of what life is all about, what you're all about, how the system of physical reality actually works, what the laws of the universe are, and it teaches you how to engage in those laws to become the most effective and less limited version that you've ever been. Once you do this, once you become effective in understanding how to work with the laws of the universe, as opposed to how we all did it before, including me, how we were sort of living in opposition of how the system works. You step into your true power. You receive the keys that engage the law of attraction. Keys that you may have understood them to some extent, But because of this process, it's an active participation process, you realize how the system works. You realize what you were doing to limit yourself, and you simply drop those limitations. You become highly effective. So the next boot camp starts early July. We're getting everyone ready to go. There should be about 50 or 60 people in this boot camp. You can be in this boot camp too. But you have to send me an email joshuateachings at gmail.com, 
and you have to talk to me about it. Make sure you're ready. Make sure that this is something for you. We'll have a conversation. I'll explain it to you in detail, and we'll go from there. Don't let your fear stop you. If you have some inkling that you want to move in the direction of who you are, if you want to find your soul's purpose and develop yourself as an effective co-creator with the universe to create the life you truly desire, the life that I have found, the life that others have found, well, join us. All it takes is a simple email to me to get the process started, and we'll go from there. But push past your fear and send me an email to joshuateachings at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this, and enjoy our episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Law of Attraction Roundtable. I'm your host, Gary Temple-Bodley, and we're doing another Joshua and Friends episode. This time, you're excited. This is the most fun part of this whole thing, and we're with Astrid Halverson and Laurel. Hi, Astrid. How are you? Hi. I'm in a bad mood today, so... <laughs> Good. That's, a, that's what we want. It. Yeah, I'm going to share that. We want the feistiness of Astrid to come through, the, the uh, doubtful and um, uh, irrational, fear-based Astrid, who's not the real Astrid that we all know, but the limited version who she's being. And that's how I am uh, once in a while. We're all like that, right? Yeah. Once, once in, a in a while. We're human. We're human, right. Yeah. But, <clears throat> yeah, I sort of beat myself up for being honorary, you know, it's like, why am I being honorary? That's not helping at all. Let's be silly. But I tend to piss people off when I'm too up, uh, you know, and, I and know optimistic. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but it's more fun. Why not? Be silly. You know, most people my age, most guys my age aren't silly at all. I just noticed that. Mark really? Shahada is. You know, me and Mark, we're like silly yeah. as hell together. But most guys are like trying to be serious all the time. I think you're just hanging out with the wrong guys then. <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah. know a lot of silly guys in Norway? Yeah. <laughs> really? I mean, once they're like, once people are comfortable with each mm -hmm. other, you're usually more silly. Yes. If you're relaxed, you just, yeah. Yeah, you become your natural, you know, who you, who you naturally are. Without yeah. Without putting on all the defenses. And some of us are naturally grumpy. Yeah, some of you are naturally grumpy because it's cold there. It's dark. It's cold. What's it? What's it like now in Norway? It's cold and rainy where I live, and today I put my uh, wool sweater back on, so it's not really summery at all. It's wow. just depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Here it's hot and sunny and gorgeous. Shut up. <laughs> Don't be an asshole. Don't be that super happy asshole, Gary. <laughs> Actually, it rained a little bit, but the rain was so nice and refreshing and brought life and greenery to everything. <laughs> oh, it's more fun to be optimistic around a pessimist. I know. Sure. And it's more fun for me, too, because then I can be special. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yep. No. Okay. All right. So you were saying, um, why do we do these recordings? What's yeah. the point of all this? We've done three yeah. already. Who wants to do more than three? Three's and enough. Like, and like even posting the stuff, because like a lot of the time, like two people might be reading it. And I'm like, why do I even share this? If it's like, okay, it's, I mean, it has value for those two people, but it's like, 
And I also want to discuss, because I just read Joshua's answer, and I want to discuss something there that's related to this, like, why bother doing this? Yeah. I have a lot of complaining to do today. Yeah, good. So why bother doing anything that we're inspired to do? Well, in the doing of this, we go to new places, and we may think it's the same thing every time, but it's different. We're having a conversation here. And in this conversation, we're connected. Your inner self is connected to you. My inner self is connected to me. Back and forth, blah, blah, blah. I'm receiving thoughts to say, and I'm saying those thoughts, right? And so I'm just going with the flow of what is happening. And what else would I be doing, you know? Well, I I understand the conversation. I get a lot out of that. But why bother posting it? Well, it takes two seconds to post it, so why not, right? Oh, why bother? It's not, you know... cares as joshua would say so joshua's like we don't care if there's one person listening or there's a billion people listening it doesn't matter to us that is not what this is about it's about the creation process so imagine you're an artist you're inspired to paint and then you paint it and then nobody likes it nobody cares about it no one wants to buy it Mm -hmm. well you didn't do it for other people to buy it you did it because this is the process of creation and in that process, that's enjoyable. Once it do- it's done, then you can send it out to the universe and not care, not be attached to what happens to it. Not be attached to if people appreciate it or care about it or buy it or you derive income from it. It doesn't matter. It's the creation process. And then let the thing have its life of its own. And maybe that life will take shape in a year from now. Maybe someone's going to stumble across it and their life will be radically changed a year from now. Who knows? Maybe 10 years, maybe 100 years, maybe 1,000 years. Who knows what's going to happen? We don't, got to, we don't have to care about that. All we're caring about is how fun this is while we're doing it. But if we're just doing it for the creation, for the fun of it, then we don't have to share it. We don't have to post it anywhere. We're obviously posting it because we imagine someone else might like to watch it. Yeah, and, you're and that's just fun too. It. But you're not doing it just for the fun of this. You're doing it because you think it might lead to something else or it might help someone or be beneficial. Well, and it has. You know, I've had experience of doing this for five and a half years now. So the first thing that I did was write the first book. And so I had imagined that that was going to be a five million book bestseller, right? Yeah. And so it sold whatever, maybe a couple hundred copies a month or less, right? Something like that. And, but it's got, you know, 29, 30 great reviews on it, all five-star reviews. And we, I've got emails from people all over the world. I've got from that people asking questions from that people joining the friends of Joshua Facebook group from that people doing the one-on-one we would never have met had I not written that book. Right. Yeah. So I have you in my life. I have Wendy and Kyla and Tracy and, uh, Isabel and Mark and Greg and all these people, um, just tons. This community has grown, and this is my family now. I created that by putting this out there. And had I not put it out there, who knows what would have happened? You're and such so, an idiot. You're ruining my mood. Yeah, because I'm so I'm, I'm receiving ideas from the non-physical to tell you perfectly. It's all designed to tell you exactly how this is going to play out. So we don't know what's going to happen as a result of putting this out there, right? So let's put it out there and see what happens. Let's see what happens. Something might happen from it. 
I just hate it when I'm arguing and the other person is making sense. It ruins the whole process for me. Well, get on, get, get a better argument then. <laughs> well, I didn't think about a, a better argument or, or a better reply yet. So maybe if I zoom on this tonight, yeah. I can't sleep and I'll, yeah. I'll create the perfect comeback and then it's too late. All right. So look at this. You somehow found Joshua. Hmm. You somehow, through Joshua, found Wendy and Kyla, right? And everyone else that you've interacted with in all this time. You've hmm. taken trips to Paris. You've taken trips to California. You've taken, hmm. taken trips on the cruise that we did in the Caribbean. All these things you would never have done before had I not done this and had you not found it, right? Yeah. And I met Mark. And you met Mark. I met Mark. Yeah, Mark Shahada. Yeah. You know, that's special right there. That's, that's, yeah. that's worth the whole thing. Just yes. Mark Shahada. Mm -hmm. Mr. Remarkable. Yep. And uh, you've also become a celebrity. <laughs> yeah. You, you are talked about yeah. in the Joshua community like crazy. Everyone uses you as an example. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Oh, and I told good? my... I told my mom I'm doing a podcast with, uh, you know, Gary, the Joshua guy. Uh -huh. Do you know what she said? Mm -mm. Oh. Because what she said before, <laughs> she said, oh, well, oh. when you said you were going on a cruise, she says, that's a sex cult. Yeah. So, but the point. Oh, it's better than sex cult. But my poor mom, I, I talked to her like a week later and I was like, so this podcast. And she was like, yeah. And turns out she doesn't know what a podcast right. is. Right. No one they don't oh, know what podcasts are. Yeah. I think that was what the O was about. Oh. Yeah. Like, how am I supposed to react? What's a podcast? Better not ask. <laughs> Just tell her it's a radio show. It's an international radio show going out yeah. to, yeah. to millions and millions, six million people right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, but anyway, even the reaction from her, right, is this thing that's like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. Give me some positive feedback. Yes. And they can only give you. Am I good enough you... now? Am I good enough now? Right. Nope. Yeah, no. Nope. No. Nope. Not, not until you think so. Oh. Yeah. And no matter how, if this got to be the most popular podcast, which I think it will be, but if it got to be the most popular podcast, it doesn't mean you, Astrid Halverson, are good. It doesn't mean anything about you. You are good, right? The feedback from the from whatever you're perceiving is based on how you see yourself anyway. Yeah, but if, if Oprah calls me, I'm still gonna be flattered. Are you gonna go? I yeah. don't know if I'd wanna go. I'm gonna go to Oprah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, if Oprah calls you, you know what? who I want to call me? I want Ru Russell Brand to call. Really? Yeah, you he's like very him? spiritual and he's almost on the right track, but he's influenced, of course, by AA. You know, he. He uses yeah. AA references yeah. all the time. And Joshua actually wrote an article about the 12 steps of AA yeah. and, and takes that statement in AA and then redoes it in, you know, in a aligned way, you know, in how the universe yeah. actually works. And it's contradictory to every one of them because, you know, you don't have to beg for forgiveness. You were never wrong. Yeah. You didn't really hurt anyone, all that stuff. And I never released that. Because it is well, like, have you reached out to him to Russell? We we can't figure out how to do it. There's there's no way to contact him. So Sir Gunn, who is a uh, who's in Europe now touring and doing, mm -hmm. she's a singer and doing events and stuff. She saw a picture of Russell Brand and her previous boss together 
Um, and so she might reach out to her boss and, and see if there's a way to contact him. He's going to have some, some cool questions, I think, like some maybe a bit critical and like digging after something new. And I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. yeah he's, he's right there. Um, and um, he had the woman who wrote Loving What Is. Who wrote that? Um, let me just look this up here. Loving What Is. Do you know that book? I don't think so. It's an awesome book. Uh, it was written a while ago. Yeah, uh, I don't Byron, think. <clears throat> Byron Katie. So Byron Katie was. Oh, yeah. Okay. And he was just in love with her. Yeah. That's because he hasn't met you yet. Well, he might be, he might not be, but I think, yeah, he would be. I, yeah. I, I have always been a huge fan of his. Really? Before, in everything, everything he did. I didn't like him before. Like, the who he was before, I didn't really like him yeah. then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, he's very polar, polarizing. But he, him and um, Jim Carrey have taken the spiritual path. Yeah. You know? It's both, I, it's, it's, I find that interesting, yeah. Very, very much so. Yeah. So um, anyway, so we got a question from Mark Shahada. I love that question. I really liked it because I'm curious about that too. Inspiration is difficult for me. So yeah. Inspiration is the trickiest part of this. Yeah. Now, what happens most of the time is we are in negative emotion and resistance mm. throughout our day. And so we attract thoughts based on that resistant, resistant thoughts. And these are called... Uh, urges to change the conditions, urges. So in a lower emotional state of being received, urges to change the conditions, and it feels like inspiration. You know, yeah. when you're really angry and you want to punch the wall, it feels like you're inspired to punch the wall or fight back or defend yourself or whatever it is. But those urges always add fear and conflict into whatever you're doing. They really muddy your vibration and take you off on detours, take you off on your true path. Inspiration comes from an aligned or calm or curious state of being. And we say there's this emotional horizon line. When you're above that horizon line, you're in alignment. When you're below it, you're in resistance. So inspiration is always coming, but you can, you can see it a little bit more clearly when you're in alignment. Yeah. And it's hard to figure out if this is inspiration or if it's an urge to change the condition. This, that takes a lot of practice. Yeah. Um, and generally speaking, if whatever that inspiration is to change the conditions or manipulate the conditions or change people or make things solve some problem that you think mm -hmm. is a problem, then it's an urge to change the conditions. And if it's something that is like moving you out of your comfort zone, like, uh, or, or exciting or exhilarating, and if it's based in love, and it's just for the thrill or fun or interest of doing whatever that is, then that's easier to see as inspiration. But this is why, a, why are you telling us this before we read the answers, Gary? Okay, so part of me now as a spiritual leader and teacher gets to come out and say what I think. How about that? The old me would have, would have not said anything. Would look, have, at, look at my t-shirt. Can you see what it says? Alive. And then... Uh oh. Something about dreams or something? No. What does it say? Oh. A dreaming with my eyes wide open. 
Ah. Uh, wild and free. Wow. I bought the t-shirt without checking the, I just saw something gold and I didn't see the words. Uh -huh. And then it's like, yes, universe talking to me. Wow. And, and can you wear that in public in Norway or would they all think you're crazy? It's bought like in a normal, not Gap, but you know, one of those. Uh -huh. ah. There's no, I mean, we're normal here. Yeah, except you can't walk down the street and say hi to somebody without them thinking you're crazy. Well, you can if it's like out in nature. Everyone oh, says hi hiking. if it's out in, yeah, then it's okay. Yeah. 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 But like not in the subway and. Well, you, well, <laughs> it's, it's like New Yorkish, I think. Yeah. You're, you're supposed to just avoid eye contact. Yeah. 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 Well, New York's got so many people, it's hard to say hi to everyone. But you come here to Newton, you're saying hi to everyone. Yeah. People sit on their porch, everyone waves hi, hi to you as they walk past or drive past. Even. Gary, read the question. All right. <clears throat> All right, here we go. Where is it? I've lost it. Hold on. From Mar Remarkable Hold. Mark. Hold, please. Okay, I got it right here. Okay. I'm so proud of you. Yeah, I gotta make it bigger. My eyes are no good. Okay. Hey, Joshua and Laurel, I have a brilliant question. Sounds like him, doesn't it? And it really is brilliant. Yeah. I agree. Let's say I have five ideas to do something. I look into one and it starts to look less interesting. I know that this is a good chance that is fear, but there is also a chance that I'm getting, that I'm gathering information about it. The inspiration, okay, but there is also a chance that as I'm getting information about it, the inspiration naturally lessens, possibly leaving the door open to try one of the other ideas. What is a good process to know if the reason why I'm losing interest in pursuing an idea is fear or a true lack of inspiration, which may be inspiration to pursue another idea? Thanks and much love, Mark. Okay. So let's read what Laurel says. Oh, okay. You want to go first? Yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, dear Mark. You can never fully know what an idea would have turned into unless you test it out and follow through on your inspiration. I just have to check that this is, yes. <laughs> it's 2.22 now. Okay, not, not here. <laughs> um, yeah, you can never, can never fully know what an idea would have turned into unless you test it out and follow through on, on your inspiration. The idea would evolve and expand in alignment with your vibration. As you, your vibration is constantly changing from moment to moment. So with the manifestation of your idea, if you acted on the inspiration today, the completion of that idea would be different from the manifestation uh, of it. If you acted on the same inspiration tomorrow, mm. which I find kind of in a way mind blowing. Cause then you can never like, there's never going to be, you can never imagine the same results, no matter what you do, it's always going to be different just from today to, to tomorrow. It's just crazy. Yep, exactly. The results would be in alignment with your current vibration. So even if you did the same thing two weeks apart, those two results would differ as your vibration differs. Because of that, you can never know what have or will happen as your vibration in the future is still unknown. There is also added to that to that, the fact that your vibration would be changed from working on the idea, which would change both your own vibration and the vibration of the manifestation of the idea. 
this is one reason why regretting a choice in your past does not make any sense. It is impossible to say how the other choice would have turned out because the vibration you would have had if you followed the other path is completely unknown. That vibration is still pure and unmanifested potential. Yeah, and that's a brilliant statement. Joshua talks about the same thing. Yeah. <clears throat> that when you look at your past and you have regret of some choice you made or did not make, you're using your ma imagination in a limited way to create some fantasy that you think might have happened had you made a different choice. The same with resentment. Had someone not done something to you, you imagine that the other outcome would have been better. But it, it never exists and it remains in this potential that was based on your vibration anyway at the time. So what did happen was perfect because it led you here right now. Yeah. And I love that because it sort of frees up because I have a lot of regret or like, oh my gosh, I was so stupid. I wish I hadn't said that. Or I wish I had done something different. I wish I had jumped on that idea or taken that chance. But it's impossible to know. I might have ended up in the exact same spot no matter what I did. It's or dead. Or dead. You could have been dead. Well, I would have enjoyed that. I'm sick and tired of this. But I mean, it's just impossible to know. And so regretting is okay, it's useless, useless, but it also doesn't make sense because it's impossible to know what that potential would have been. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which feels like relief to me. Okay. When following any idea or inspiration, you are bound to meet your own fear. There is literally no situation as a human where you do not deal with fear. The fear can be large or small, but it is always there, especially when following inspiration to act in a new way. In a situation where you have several choice choices, you would be wise to follow the one that seems the most exciting. The one that thrills you the most is probably also the one that seems to trigger the most fear in you. Yeah. Many people shy away from those big opportunities of expansion because of this huge amount of fear they see in the potential. And instead they go for option number two or three because it feels safer. Right. And this is, uh, this is perfectly said that the fear is always popping up. Yeah. You will never face uh, the action of inspiration. And when I say fear, I'm talking about every little contrary thought. So yeah. you have the inspiration to call your mother and you think, you know, I'll call her later or yeah. it's not a good time for me. I'm doing this thing I'd rather be doing. That's fear. Yeah. So we don't consider it that way. We've never looked at that way before. But now that I'm looking at it as that's the inspiration in the moment, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. And I do have a lot of different ideas at the same time. But generally, there's one that you can do in this moment that's the most exciting. And that's, you know, Bashar says that, Joshua says that, move towards your highest excitement. If you can't think of what to do, think about what's the most exciting thing you could do right now. Yeah. And what's interesting, though, is that that's usually what is also the most scary because it's where the big potential for growth is. Right. So it's kind of like you really want it, but it's also super scary. Yeah. But I realized today I didn't want to do this podcast because it's not as scary anymore. So mm. there's not the same thrill of it. So mm. now I'm like, then what do I do? Mm. And it's weird because I'm usually, there's a lot of fear in me. So it's weird to not have that same level of fear constantly going. Yeah. It's such a strange feeling to not care. Yeah. But, and, and not caring is perfectly in alignment 
with universal law. Caring is, is if you really care about something, you know, you're just adding way too much energy to it because nothing is that important. So this, this, the attitude of not caring is way more aligned with universal law than the attitude of caring very deeply about something. And we've always been taught to, you have to care about stuff. Yeah. You don't care. But, but it, when you don't care, at least for me, when I don't care, there's less thrill in it because it's not, I'm not as emotionally involved or attached to it. So if I care a lot, it's also more exciting because yeah. there, I feel like I have more to lose. Yeah. So in a way, it's sort of addicting or yeah. addictive to care because then you get those big highs. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Well, so now that this is in a different place for you, then when the, when the inspiration comes from something else, you can move towards that, something even bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Oprah. Oprah, for instance. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. Instead, the, uh, so instead they go for option number two or three because it feels safer. Right. The reality is that you cannot possibly know if two or three is actually safer or will be easier. You are not currently of the vibration where you can live out those two options. And so when you guess what will happen, you are guessing from a limited perspective. You are guessing from the vibration that you are holding in the moment. And in this moment, you are not a vibrational match to the manifestation of your idea. This means that you are not vibrationally able or expanded enough to correctly imagine what the manifestation will be like. And that just blows my mind because always if I want to do something, it's because I imagine it, it, how it will be. Yeah. So, but in reality, I have no way of knowing what nope. it will be like. But that, that wanting to know how it will be is a form of control. Yeah. Oh, it, uh, control freak. Yeah, yeah, and it limits what you can happen because you're going to always use what is happening and compare it to how you think it should happen. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, this means that you are not vibrationally able or expand enough to correctly imagine one of the, what the manifestation will be like. When you choose option two because it triggers less fear in you, that could very well be a miscalculation. You might find that option two triggers a lot of fear in you, but you are not able to see that from your limited perspective. In this way, it is useless to try to pick the option which scares you the least because you are not qualified to judge the potential outcome or journey of any idea. Um, <clears throat> I didn't read this when you sent it. I'm just mm. reading it now. Yeah. Did you read what Joshua wrote yet? Yes. And I, I had this deja vu to the last uh, podcast that we did when I was like, mm. It's the same. It's very similar in this yes. case. I didn't think it was that similar last one, but this one is very similar. Yes. And yeah. in a way, it's, it's, it feels good to me because it makes me more confident with the message that I'm bringing because right. now I can sort of quality check it with Joshua's. Mm -hmm. But then I'm also in my bad mood. I'm like, well, then why bother doing a podcast with two answers if they're both the same? But they're not exactly the same. They're... Well, they're, they're very complementary, yeah. but they're different perspectives. But I feel like it was that we had more differences um, the first couple of times. Definitely, yeah. Oh, my God, we're growing into twins. <laughs> we're doing that thing where, like, when women are living together, they yes. synchronize their menstrual cycles. Their cycles, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm guessing none of us have cycles, so it's exciting. It's what would be experiment. interesting is 
if we do this like 10 more times and then it's exactly the same answer word for yeah, word. Word for word. <laughs> That'll be the end of our of yeah. our of our collaboration. Discussion over. Yeah. Okay. Always go with the option that lights you up the most. Go with the option you think is the wildest and craziest one. Go with the option that seems over the top. The whole point of inspiration is to move you to a new place, a new vibration. If you aim for the stars, at least you will go higher than you are today. If you aim for the end of your driveway, you might not even make it out of your house. If it doesn't excite you but feels safe, the chances are you will not even bother doing it. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't seem big to you, why bother doing it at all? Wow. Uh, I have to, I have to, oh, this is tiring work. <laughs> oh, that was vodka. Oh, was it really? I don't, I don't think it was, but. Yeah. Yep. If one idea leads to another, that is great, but you still have to start somewhere. Can you find your way to any step one for either idea? Oh yeah, they're talking about if you have several inspirations, right? Yeah. If you can only find one step to the one idea, then obviously this idea is the idea you are vibrationally ready to act on. Down the road, there might be a turn on your path so you can move closer to idea two. But for now, making the step that you can make is a good start. It is also important to remember that thoughts and ideas can be a ladder to more exciting ideas. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you don't necessarily have to act on the idea. You just need to open yourself up to the possibility. Thinking about this idea, this possibility, will then bring you to the next idea. And this idea is the one that finally leads you to your step one. The first idea was never really an option for you, but it got you to thinking about the next idea, which then led to this step one. Inspiration is not only the desire to act, it can also be a line of thought that leads to new inspiration. That's right. And now I'm thinking, this isn't helpful. They're basically saying, just do what you want to do. Well, they're saying more than that. They're saying that <clears throat> do what you're inspired to do, push past the fear, and take the step that you can take in front of you. Realize that if you're not taking the step, if you're confused by many ideas, it's just because you're succumbing to fear and that you don't need to project out into the future how you think this will unfold because, you, because you're not a vibrational match to that unfolding yet. So this is exactly how we should think of inspiration. This is perfect, I think. Well, it's, sometimes it would be good if they said, yeah, do this, not that one, do this, <laughs> and you'll win the lottery. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay, so the finished part. Aim high. Stretch yourself. Go for the wild ideas. Uh, my t-shirt, that was wild, right? Uh, yep. That's Go for the wild ideas. See the fear as an illusion and go for it anyway. Realize that you will meet fear in all areas and on all paths. There will never be a choice to make when one option holds no fear. Even doing nothing is fearful because then you worry about missing out on something. Mm -hmm. So ignore the fear when you decide what you want to go for and go for the inspiration that lights the fire in you. Then deal with the fear once you have the motivation and the desire to light you up. Always go for the light. Very good, that's awesome. <clears throat> so I, uh, Joshua has this idea of a being a blended being. So our larger part of us, our inner self, exists in the non-physical, is always sending us inspiration. And if we can become a blended being living on Earth, as 
blended with our inner self and receiving this inspiration then always acting on the first step we can take because we're always able to take that first step. It's never beyond us. You know, yeah. never, that's the manifestation of this inspiration five years from now is beyond you, but that one step you can take is never beyond you. So we experimented this when we were on the cruise in the Caribbean. And we had that one day where we went to St. Thomas. Do you remember that day? I don't know if I was, if I just stayed on the boat. No, we had pictures of us in the restaurant. Yes, when I had those two drinks and started kissing you on the cheek, right? (laughs) Yeah, I remember. So that whole day was, let's just go with inspiration. We have no plans or anything. So we got out of the boat as a group and we said, okay, let's look for a bus to take us into town. And so there's this whole line of people waiting in line for the bus. We just, I had the inspiration just to walk out there and I grab a bus that was just sitting there and we got the whole bus for ourselves. And I said, take us wherever you want to take us. So he takes us into St. Thomas. We get off and we just start walking around. Then Kate has the inspiration to talk to this woman who's in one of those booths selling stuff to tourists, right? And I would never, ever go to that because that's a touristy thing. But she went to it and the woman says, there's going to be a little ferry here taking you to St. John's. And my friend owns a restaurant on St. John's. You guys should check it out. It's a beautiful island. And so we said, great. And so then we just, we had time to kill. So we started walking, went into a store, we went to, went to the bathroom. And then I see this hotel at the top of this, these stairs. Yeah, I the remember the stairs. Yeah. So we climb up the stairs and we get there at 1145. There's no one in this bar, really cool bar. We ordered, Mark and I ordered drinks for everyone. The guy takes forever to bake them. We get down and then the place is slammed with people and everyone's waiting. We got our best seats on the thing. We could see the sea. And uh, and then we trigger drinks and we go down and we someone buys an umbrella and we get to the ferry and there's a whole bunch of outdoor seating on the ferry, but we take over the whole inside. And so we, ha- we have all the room just for us. And so we have this fun conversation as it's going yeah, over there. That was like a sex conversation, I think. That's oh, why we, see, had we to should have recorded inside. that. Yeah. yeah that was- Weird, we yeah. should have made that into a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so then we get out. We walk down the dock in St. John's. You know, there's like beaches and stuff. So we walk on this beach and there's all kinds of restaurants there. We end up finding this restaurant, which is like three restaurants down from the dock. And it was packed because now it's like 12, 31 o'clock. And there's one table in the entire place. And, and it was it was big enough for all of us. I think there was 10 of us. Yeah. But we had the whole thing, right? So we had this great table outdoors on the beach, on the water. We all eat. Everything was great. And so while everyone's going to the bathroom, I walk up, I said, okay, what am I inspired to now? And I see a car rental place that rents Jeeps. I go, Oh, maybe we can get a couple of Jeeps. Right. So I go up there and the guy's like, no, all these Jeeps have been rented for months in advance. But what you gotta do is get one of these, open air bussy things that come around. And as I walk down, there's one right there. Now he said, you got to walk all the way into town and one comes right with me. So I have him, we all get on that. And I say, take us wherever you want to take us. And he takes us around the island, all these great places. It was a magical day and everything happened perfectly. Yeah. Just because we were following inspiration. 
Then the next day, we go to Orient Beach in St. Martin. Are you going to tell us about the whole cruise? Because I'm not ready to... I want to hear the Joshua's answer. Yes. Well, hold on one second. Okay. But this was a whole planned thing. So I planned this in my head. Yeah. And we get there, and it was just a complete nightmare. Kate loses her ring in the sand. Everyone yes, gets sunburned. You know? <gasps> Kyla goes off on her own and doesn't take the bus back with us. Everyone's freaking out because she's going to miss the, the ship when it leaves. And it was just... It was just... Because I was trying to control everything... It was like such a contrast between the day before. And yeah. I really understood the power of going on inspiration. So that was it, were, it really was a very good day that first day. It really it, it was. It was amazing. amazing. Yeah. So now every time I do anything like that, no planning, we're just going to go with the flow. And these amazing things always happen. I think that's great if you're able to live like that because it's kind of scary, but it's also freeing, I would imagine. Well, if, I'm you, a yeah. if you put your trust in the universe, the universe knows how to synchronize all these things to get you the most elegant manifestation of your true desire. It works every time. I've, it's never not worked if yeah. you can do it. Yep. All right. Dear Mark, in alignment, you receive inspiration. When you act on that inspiration, you do so one step at a time. In any inspired idea, there's only one thing you can do in the present moment. That is step one. When you ponder the action of any step, you will always encounter some fear. Since you're not yet a vibrational version of you that has the uh, in view that has already taken the step, fears will pop up. Once you push past your fears and take a step, you'll expand as the result of that experience of taking a single step. Your vibration is raised and you're ready for the next step, which is a new step one. There is no step two, there are always step ones. If you think too many steps ahead, you'll encounter fear that is too intense, and you'll likely succumb to the fear and not take the first step. If you, if you can see all inspiration as a single step that's right in front of you, you'll have an easier time pushing past fear and taking action. The action will lead you where you truly want to go. Very similar to what Laurel said here. Fears are always going to push up. There's only the step one that's in front of you. You tend to use your imagination to think to the conclusion of it. And yeah. since you're not a vibrational match with the conclusion, those fears at that conclusion are too intense for you now because those fears are will be waiting for you when you get to that level. You'll be able to handle them. You can only handle the fears that are in step one right now. Yeah. And also, like me imagining going to Oprah, what if that's just – that's as far as I'm able to stretch myself. But what if reality is that Oprah is going to come to me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. don't right. limit yourself. Right. And what if there's someone way more influential than Oprah? You know? I like who? Like um Joe Rogan. I don't I don't even know who that is. That's how influential he is. Okay, well he's 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 probably now um way bigger than Oprah. It's the biggest podcast by far. Of anything. Does he have his own TV channel? See, the TV channel would be less. There is no TV channel that has as many views as his YouTube channel does. Really? Podcast, yeah. BBC? It's way beyond that. Way beyond that. Because a podcast is now worldwide, where the TV channel is just US, you know. I, I still choose Oprah. Yeah. And, you know, you're stuck in your limiting beliefs, but that's okay. That's fine. But there could be someone that we don't know about. It's, it could be some person in India. Who knows? 
It could be just me. Like I'm it going could to be my own you. show. Yeah. It could be bigger than Oprah. And it's, we're going to look back at this, you know, this could be five years from now. You're 10 times bigger than Oprah. We'll be looking back at this video and, and you'll, you'll see that you didn't think you were bigger than Oprah back then. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. Most of your inspired ideas come and go in a flash of thought. The process is so quick and has so much momentum that you might not realize what's happening. You receive an inspired idea, you contemplate it, and instantly you judge it as wrong, inappropriate, or beyond your ability. You dismiss the idea. This is due to a habit of thinking too many steps ahead and not realizing that the idea is truly inspired. Let's take a moment to look at the divine nature of inspiration. This is what happens. So people, when they go into the boot camp, they have to write down the, an inspiration that they received the day before. And people really struggle with it. They go, oh, I wasn't inspired yesterday. And what's really happening is you're receiving, just say, hundreds of inspiration, inspiring ideas every day. But because of this process of you discounting them because you think they're your own thoughts and not divine, divine inspiration. Yeah. Or not big enough. Or not big enough or not yeah. inspiration at all. Like the yeah. inspiration to go check the mail right now, yeah. that's inspiration. When yeah. you see the numbers lining up, two, 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 that's inspiration to look at that perfect time. But don't go check the mail right now. Just wait until we're done, please. Yeah, see? Uh, if I had the inspiration to check the mail now, I'd have to go. Yeah. But my fear would be that I would, you know, cause a hole in the podcast. Yeah. Silence or you'd have to talk by yourself. Only me to, like, <laughs> beautify the whole show. Right. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So let's talk about the divine nature of inspiration. Prior to your birth, you set powerful intentions for the life you're to live this time around. Most of your intentions are general. However, there is something more specific you want to explore in this life. That intention is to explore who you truly are as a spiritual leader and teacher, and so you have moved in this direction. Mark is a tapping guru, faster EFT. So he is an influential guy. He works with clients. He helps them work through their limiting beliefs and their traumas and that sort of thing by getting it out of the body. And he's emerged as a spiritual leader and teacher. I so, have, mm -hmm. I want to discuss that though, because in this community, I have yet to meet anyone who has not been told that they're a spiritual teacher and a leader. And so I find it, I, I'm, puzzled by it because basically now that everyone is being told that they're a spiritual teacher and a leader, which yes, we are each other's teachers, but it, oh, it's basically the same as saying you're human as a human. No, no. A people, there's, there's a finite and minuscule amount of people that have an interest in the law of attraction and then go further to find Joshua and then have an interest in a new approach to life. And are so every, everyone who reads Joshua's books or pays for the boot camp, are so, they're destined to be a spiritual leader? They, they are that. I, I don't want to give anything away because there's a thing that comes with that. But you have to understand that th this is the time of awakening. And spiritual leaders and teachers are coming forth in all areas. Yes, and there are no followers because we're all leaders. No, there's a lot of followers. But imagine there's 7 billion people on the planet and let's just say there's a million spiritual leaders and teachers, right? There, and then most of those spiritual leaders and teachers are never going to develop because they have so much self-doubt. 
Think of there's like a million spiritual teachers just in India. No, no, there's not. I mean, yeah. if you think about just who the major channels are that people are paying attention to now, it's Esther, it's Bashar, it's maybe Story Waters, maybe there might be, I don't know, 10, 15, yes. 20, Joshua, you know, there's but, not a lot. But these people that are being told that their pur purpose is to be a spiritual teacher and a leader, these are not people like Esther and whoever. We're normal people. And there's no, like not. a you're billion. Normal. We're nor normal average people. And there's like a billion, us, billion of us. And <laughs> if everyone's supposed to be a spiritual teacher and a leader. No, I don't think so. It's, it's a useless definition. It's like saying you're human. Your purpose is to breathe as a human. We're all breathing. It's, it doesn't help. I don't think that everyone's purpose is a spiritual leader and teacher. I think that your purpose is, my purpose is, and Mark's purpose is, and Wendy's purpose. And, and like and 20 other people that I know of that right. has been told this. So yes. basically, everyone is... Everyone who has come to this level of awareness, and that is hardly anyone. That's hardly anyone. But there are That's so many more that are coming. you have a limited perspective of people outside of your own group. No, I don't. I, I, ha I have an awareness that there is a family of teachers and that if we're interested in this at all, we are in that family of teachers. And we came to explore certain aspects of us as teachers. And however that manifests for you is how it manifests for you and how it manifests for Mark is different. And he's exploring who he is as a spiritual leader. He doesn't have to be the only spiritual leader or the best one. It doesn't matter. He doesn't even have to connect with any other people. He's still experiencing what that, that exploration is. And that's his, that's his true path. Denying that is your false path or exploring who you're not. And so I would say, if you have an interest in the law of attraction, in these teachings, in a new approach to life, in the approach of acceptance and allowing, um, you are in the family of teachers and your soul's purpose, part of that, is to explore who you truly are in that role as a leader and a teacher. And you may never get very far, or you may get as far as we've gotten, or you may surpass us. It doesn't matter. There is no hierarchy or level that you have to get to. It's all good. And, and then some people come to be scientists, and some people come to be you know, whatever they, they do yeah. Go through physical illness, whatever the, it is. Yeah. The spiritual teacher through exploring it as an electrician, that could be your purpose. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So and then like the like spiritual that. teacher part is just not important because it's just be you being you. So basically it's a, it's a useless definition. Well, if, how about this? How about you're an electrician Yeah. and you're a spiritual leader and teacher and you know it, right? If you know it and your passions are like, like when I was playing poker, I knew on one part that I am an example of alignment or in other words, a teacher, right? Yeah. And so in the poker table, I was primarily focused on the positive aspects of everything. I was building relationships. I was having, you know, guiding the conversation towards positive things. I was showing people other other perspectives that they could look at things by, you know, mm. and I built amazing connections with people in that. It was really fun, but I was still playing poker. Yeah. 
Yeah. You could do the same thing as being an electrician or a realtor yeah. or a kindergarten teacher. Imagine a kindergarten teacher who understands their, yeah. you know. So I think that there's benefit in knowing that you are a spiritual leader and teacher. And if you want to get to our, you know, to channel, that is available to you too. To think that you can channel is just thinking that you have this limiting belief that you're not worthy of doing this. But as we both know, it's, it, is, it is more natural than we think it is. Yeah. You know? And this is a talent that we've discovered and uncovered as we've gotten into the vibration of these teachings and have allowed it to come forth. And this happened in the, in the one-on-one too, you know, mm. half the people in the one-on-one became channels of some sort. And you are the prime example of that. Having written a book, the first book of Laurel by AC Halverson available on amazon.com. So basically my purpose is to be an electrician and just no. be me, the awakening human. No. All right. Agree to disagree. Yeah. Next paragraph. The fullest manifestation of any inspired action cannot be known to you in the current state because you've not taken all the steps to expand to your ultimate level of vibration where the manifestation will be revealed to to you. We could probably find that exact sentence in Laurel's answer. Yes. Aren't they similar? (laughs) Yeah. So you make things up. You use your imagination to create a fantasy land where where you think the idea will take you. This is not beneficial because it will tend to bring up too much fear, right? So here's that idea of using your, manif- your imagination to imagine you know, how things should be. I always do that. Everyone does it. Yes, I use it to like, if I can't imagine, because like every time I get inspiration, I don't know why I did that, because I guess it is inspiration. But mm-hmm. I, then I'm thinking, well, what am I gonna get out of it? Because I'm so lazy, so I feel like I need to have something to like to, entice me into getting up from the couch and doing something. (laughs) I try to imagine what this will lead to. Yeah. Which is, it's just a fantasy. It's impossible. I've, I've never been correct when trying to imagine what it's going to lead to. Never, ever, ever. And you could only see the limited version of it at best. Yeah. Yeah. For you to become a vibrational match to the higher and authentic version of you, you will, you'll have to alter your vibration. Each step toward that new version of you is taken and completed as you push through fear to act on the step in front of you. If you trust the system and understand your worthiness as you explore who you truly are and allow your soul's purpose to unfold, you'll be able to push past more fear. As you understand the process and use your imagination to ponder only the first few steps in front of you, you'll be able to embrace a stance of curiosity. Where will this step lead me, you might ask. I wonder how this will turn out, might be another beneficial question. Embrace the unknown and have faith in the system. If you want to know how it will all unfold before you take a step, you will be more likely to succumb to fear. If you have faith in the system and push past your fears to take action, you'll build confidence. Yeah, trusting the system, that is crucial. That is crucial. And knowing that you're going to, with every step you do take, you're going to expand to a new version of you that's ready for new inspiration. 
Yeah. So yeah. you can't you can't make a mistake. It's impossible because no matter which path you choose, you're going to expand, and it's it's always going to get you to where you're supposed to go. Yeah. If you just trust this, and even if you don't trust the system and you take the wrong path, it's still going to lead you right back to where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Just yeah. a longer route. Right. It just takes you on a detour. Takes yeah. You on, takes you on an off ramp off the freeway. Yeah. And then you get to explore that little town that's yeah. there, and eventually you'll go back on the freeway. Yeah, because you needed that detour to deal with that limiting belief that held you back from taking the straight route. Exactly. So in a way, it's it's doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, as you see people living in resistance to everything, in fear of everything, they're just not taking any steps at all. Yeah. They're going, I could never do that. I can never do that. I can never do that. You know, half the people who do the boot camp when they discover their soul's purpose, half, half the people, like I did, said, I get it now. I didn't get it before, but now I totally get it, mm. and it makes sense to me. The other half, half says, are you crazy? There's no way. And yeah. then those people who keep going to move towards that you know, discovery of who they are, mm. like Wendy, mm. come to understand who she is, right? And so yeah. here she is. We just uh, filmed that last podcast of her um, channeling a, yeah. an answer to a question, right? And then doing the same thing with Wendy. So yeah. here she is totally doubting that she's a spiritual leader and teacher. And then since January, when she started the boot camp, to now it's June 20th, she has come to actually channeling an answer. Yeah. And, and it's and but she's been channeling for a long while. But it's so yeah. funny to see her doubting, like. Mm. Come on, you're you're like she's do, she's living it every day, and she's like, no, well, like I mean, and it's oh my god, look at yourself. Well, that's what we all say about you. Uh, you're let's daddy, not, look no, at yourself. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. You, we're not discussing this right now. We're talking about Wendy. <laughs> Don't change the subject. <laughs> For you to become bigger than Oprah, you're gonna have to. That was a joke. Here. That's not a joke. No, it's not a joke, but I'm pretending it's a joke. <laughs> In case it doesn't happen, I'm going to say it's a joke. Yeah. Haven't they already told you you're going to be bigger than Oprah? No. <laughs> no. They're not Never gonna heard tell that. You. They're not going to tell you anything you can't handle. Yep. Yep. Astrid is going to be bigger than Oprah. All right. Okay. We would say that sometimes when you lose interest in an idea, you are succumbing to fear. Generally speaking, this is what happens when you perceive how the subject of your interest should play out. You have been taught to follow through, and in doing so, you plan the path to the unfolding of the inspiration. However, we'll say here that most of the, the ideas you receive in inspiration will only lead to that first step so that you might expand to a new place. From that place, you will receive inspiration, and it might take you to a completely new path of something else entirely. The loss of interest in the first idea is part of the path to the ascension you desire, but you tend to get locked into the full manifestation of the inspiration and you become disillusioned when the path takes you somewhere you did not see coming. It feels like you are losing interest and that conflicts with your belief that you must endure and persevere, right? We yes. all get taught that. Yeah. When you start something, you got to finish it. You know, you're always starting things and then leaving them off. Well, mm. that's really... The best approach in this is yeah. go, do what you can in that first step, get to a new place, and then get inspiration. And it doesn't have to follow this line. It can bounce all over the place. 
Yeah. On the other hand of that is a lot of people will get to a level in their inspiration and think it should be going somewhere. And when it goes somewhere else, they say, <laughs> yeah. oh, this isn't working. I quit, right? Yeah. Like no one's listening to the podcast. I quit. Yeah. Right? right? Yeah. No one's listening to the podcast, although there's 6 million people. In the, no one's watching the YouTubes is what you're yeah. looking at. But yeah. Tons of people are watching the, are listening to the podcast. It's yeah, a completely I'm not a different Podbean. thing. Yeah. Yeah, so the podcast, you got to understand, there's people listening to it in their car, while they're yeah. working at a gym, while they're work, walking in yeah. nature, while they're at work. And this is a conversation between two people, so it doesn't lend itself to watching on TV. Mm. When you could listen to it, why sit in front of yeah. something, right? Yeah, I agree. So it's easier to take, and, and actually people much rather listen to this conversation than read a book, you know, because you can... <laughs> You can get, you can, it seems like when I listen to podcasts and I, I integrate the information much better than reading a book because my mind tends to wander when I read. When I hear it, I get it. And I'll, I'll even like, if I have heard a podcast before, like six months ago, I'll even remember where I was when I heard that sentence. That's how, that's how much ingrained I yeah. don't understand that because I'm I'm the exact opposite. Even like when I'm talking to you right now, I tend to zone out because it's just like if I can read, I can read for hours. But if I'm listening to something, uh, I can't focus. And I never I never listen to any podcasts. I hate it. I loved all your books. I love them. Yeah. And podcasts, I can't even listen to one. I've never. read this book, I don't know, 20 times. Yeah. I can't even tell you what it says. <laughs> It's so weird how different we all are. Yeah, isn't it weird? Um, I love that idea that they're saying about how one idea, the only, like one inspiration, it, the whole purpose of that inspiration might be to lead you to something else. Because looking back, it's easy to see these patterns, like that one thing that led to something else, even though you couldn't see the connection. But looking back, you can see it. Because... Now that I'm following the few times I'm following inspiration and it doesn't lead where it, I think it will lead, but it leads to something totally different. I'm yeah. not able to see the connection when I'm in the moment, but looking back, it's so much easier. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Looking back, you can see how it led you. Yeah. You have to have that faith that you'll be able to see yes, that. Exactly. So I, I have a perfect example of this on Tuesday. I'm sitting on my patio and I have this inspiration to, to go to Craigslist. And so I get up, get to my computer, and go to Craigslist. I have no idea why, right? So I open up Craigslist, and I think, well, maybe real estate. So I look at real estate for a little bit, and then I just type in puppies. And the second ad is for this puppy that's, that's called a, a shepherd doodle. Have you ever heard of this dog? No. Half German shepherd, half standard poodle oh my god it's hyperallergenic. it's like the smartest dog in the world because the two smartest dogs are like german shepherds and poodles right so it's yeah. really smart really easy to train uh it's a big dog so we can take on hikes and are you getting a dog yeah so we're gonna go see you on oh saturday my god. Yeah. oh my god oh i'm so happy for you <laughs> you've got to send me a picture yeah i will but oh. that's i didn't know why i was going to craigslist right and i just had the inspiration to Craigslist, I didn't know to check puppies because yeah. if the inspiration came to say check puppies, well, maybe I would have said, I'm not getting a puppy. Or maybe I would have said, typed in puppies on Google, right? Mm. Yeah. 
But because I did it on Craigslist, it happened to be one town away from here, and it was the second ad. And it didn't say Shepherd Tools, it just said rehoming, right? It didn't even say what it was, and I clicked on it because it was a second ad. Yeah. It must have just gotten posted, and there they were. Oh, how perfect. Yeah. And I had oh never even gosh. heard of what a shepherd doodle is until then. No, like, I would, no. It would have been impossible to type shepherd. I would have typed some other kind of dog. Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, my gosh. Oh, that's oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. Have you been wanting to get a dog for a long time? We've been or? talking about it, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You just put it out there, and then here's yeah. your answer. Yeah. Amazing. We say that it's only the step in front of you that will ever matter. Think only about that single step that can be taken in this very moment. With our love, we are Joshua. All right, well, that was a brilliant conversation about inspiration. It's gonna help millions of people. You can't imagine the power of this creation. I can't imagine. Both in our lives and the lives of countless others. You've helped save the world in your own little way. And Remar Mr. Remarkable also has helped a lot. He's, yeah, but he's never gonna read these answers. I'm going to send it to him. Uh, I force send it to people. He will. He's the most appreciative guy in the world. He's so he great. He really is. Anytime. Yep. If you would like uh, to submit your question to Joshua and Laurel, send them to joshuateachings at gmail.com. If you would like to join us on the Friends of Joshua Facebook group, uh, just go to Facebook and search Friends of Joshua. If you would like to connect with Astrid on Laurel's Facebook group, go and to... And I, I even have a website now, laurelsmessage.com. I got to see Oh, that. amazing. laurelsmessage.com. Did you just make it? Yes, I just made it. I On Tuesday, I registered as a business owner here in Norway. Uh, I'm outing myself as a Chandler in like official papers. It's embarrassing, but no one's going to see it. I, yeah. That's my... And I also created the website. And I don't want to hear any complaints. I'm not Ooh, an good. person, but it's there. So it's easier to find me. If you're not on Facebook, you can still connect. Love it. Looks great. Yeah. And Laurel's message on Facebook. That's a page. It's not Laurel's a group. Message. Yeah, and message. my favorite book is the first book of Laurel. Find it on Amazon. And uh, what else? What else? Are you got anything else to sell? Do you have t-shirts? No, I don't have t-shirts, but right. I do I do channel on request if you want to buy that. Yeah. Yeah. I channel on request for $300. How much do you charge? I just do the written. Do you do you really do $300? Yeah, written ones are not are uh, I think $97. Yeah, cuz I only do written ones. I'm practicing on doing it like a Skype thing, but I haven't practiced it enough yet. So, my written ones are just 30 cuz I'm starting out. Use but they're Zoom. still good. Yeah, they are. We can tell they're good, right? Still Why good. waste your money on Joshua at $97 when you get Laurel at 30? The deal. Oh, and wow. use Zoom. Don't use Skype. Zoom is, is awesome. All right. Okay. So I, I use this place called Custom Ink to, um, to make T-shirts. Let me show you what this one looks like. This one says, love equals acceptance. Joshua, you can see it right now. There you go. Do you see that? Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can make these yourself. It takes it's so easy to do it. This took me literally 30 seconds to do that. And then you can put them on your website and sell them for big money. 
See, this is where abundance comes in, Astrid. This is how you get abundance. You're wondering where that money comes in? Look at this inspiration now. Get your creative juices flowing. Start make a whole bunch of Laurel uh, quotes on T-shirts, and then people can, I don't know if they can buy them right from here or you got to ship them to them. It's, it's not much to ship stuff from Norway to, like, New Zealand. It's pretty expensive, yeah. But for people <laughs> in Norway... It's $300. For people in Norway, my cousin is a tattoo artist, so I, maybe he can tattoo Laurel's message on people. Wouldn't that be good? No. I think that would be good merchandise. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yes. All right. Enough of this funny business. Yes. We're done. Let's be serious. Yes. We are done. Yes. Okay. Thank you all for being here. Thank um, you. Thank you, Mark. If you have any dignity at all, write a little note to Laurel. I mean, to Astrid, on how much you love this podcast. No pressure. Please don't. And follow this podcast, too. Yes, please do. That'll be great. Okay, everyone. Thanks a lot. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Teachings of Joshua Roundtable. Remember, you are loved more than you can imagine by more than you could ever count. We'll see you next week.